Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know entirely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Someone who's a little more skeptical of the institution, who is, I want to say with me as always, but sadly, oh. if you've been listening the past few weeks, she's with me via Zoom video chat. It's Kristen Studdard. That's me. I'm with you in your heart as always, though. Yes, as always. Whether you do I, carry what, me in there all yeah, day long. Special compartment by the aorta where, where Kristen's spirit sits. It's what they say when they say you have a special place in my heart. I truly have one in Joe's. You have real estate. Yeah. 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 I, got, I got prime real estate. I'm by the aorta. By the I heard aorta. that. Um, so oh. this is our third quarantine episode i still uh, haven't come up with a good term for that no there's no good way to combine the word quarantine and episode no and i certainly don't want you to try to riff one out now i'm, I'm not be... going to i want you to know <laughs> mentally i am but out loud mm -hmm. no no i have learned so we have been doing playlists uh we have been focusing on each year of the rock hall we did 2020 and then 2019, and we've been doing one song per artist to make a quarantine-themed playlist. Both you know. pretty good years, and then here we come, 2018. So 2018, which is the first year where you were paying attention. The ceremony happened to occur just a few weeks into us starting this podcast. Yeah, it, that, and you were... <laughs> I remember you saying something about like how we were starting the podcast at a weird time because the show was about to come out and mm -hmm. it had already happened and like da 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 da. And yeah. now I super know what that means. And I, I hate that. I have that knowledge, but I do. Right. And this was, I was thinking about it. I feel like you watching this particular ceremony with this particular class before you really knew anything about the Rock Hall really soured you on the idea 
for at least, there was lasting damage for at I least mean, a year. I it mean, took, it took until we went to the ceremony for to me. To kind of pull you out of it. Yeah. I think the newer, cl- <laughs> the 2019 class was good for me as far as I was more excited to see those people perform too. So that was like one step out of the grave. And then the <laughs> other one happened, you know, yeah. when we went to the ceremony, but the watching this alone a month into the to this whole endeavor or like however many months into this whole yeah, it was very very early yeah and i i watched it in two sittings i couldn't believe that it was still happening at one point halfway through i texted you and i was like there's still an hour left yeah and a half hour of it is bon jovi what is this (laughs) oh i'm still mad about it i actually am still angry well, let's go through this playlist of Okay, let me artists. see if I can remember who was in the 2018 class. I know it was Bon Jovi, and I know it was the goddamn Moody Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cars, mm-hmm. definitely. Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nina Simone. Good. And um, oh, oh, Rosetta Tharp, Sister Rosetta Tharp. There you go. Very good. Is there anybody else? That's it. So let's yeah let's go ahead and start with the 2018 playlist. It's it's a bizarre time, and it feels like there's something new and weird every single day as we watch and and see what happens and hear from whether it's the CDC or it's the administration or oh. it's or it's wherever you're getting it. So why don't we start this whole playlist off with a song from Sister Rosetta Tharp? called Strange Things Happening Every Day. All we hear church people say They are in this holy way There are strange things Happening every day On that last red judgment day When they drive them all away There are strange things happening every day Every day Every day Every day day. There are strange things happening every day Every day Every day Every day Oh, he 
blind man's sight. And he praised him with all his might. That a strange thing every day. That was Strange Things Happening Every Day from Sister Rosetta Tharp. Kristen, I'm curious, when do you think that song is from? Oh, uh, um, I have no idea. I'm going to sound so stupid trying yeah. to take a guess. Cause uh, so, I, yeah, so that song was a hit single in from the ni- 1945. 40s? Okay, yeah. great. Okay, 1945. Yeah. And like a lot of Sister Rosetta's stuff, it was pretty foundational in kind of establishing the idea of rock and roll. What was particularly uh, influential and important about this record is it was the first gospel record to cross over into was- the rate, what was called a race record chart, you know, which evolved into the R&B charts. But I'm yeah. sorry, the what? The race records race records they were called the chart was called and the genre was called race records for black music whoa yeah and we've talked a little bit before about how genre specification is kind of entrenched in racism but yeah they used to be called race records and it went to number two on the race chart in april 1945 and just like the concept too that anything that isn't white is race. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Is so backwards and you know, um uh-huh. white supremacist. Like Oh sure. Ugh, it is wow. 1945. That is wild. Race chart. The mm-hmm. race chart. Uh, and that is a uh, also that song is a traditional uh, that's like song. a. That's what I was going to say. The thing, the subject matter, is certainly gospel, uh, mm-hmm. very much about getting right with the Lord, and so that was one of the first crossover hits. Is that what you're saying? From gospel to From gospel to you know race records, which in in other words, okay, R&B. so into oh onto the more like popular music chart, but still mm-hmm. the black popular music chart correct you know and that combination of those forms of music is kind of the stew that created rock and roll yeah that's and that's it. a that's a fun song i liked it i thought it was fun it's short jaunty fun little song and it's got a you know it's got a good beat and you can bop to it <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, i liked it and also i just think she is so it's so cool, all the footage of her. That was one of my favorite parts about this ceremony was the Sister Rosetta Tharp tribute performance because that was Brittany Howard, Howard from, from Alabama Shakes. Uh, Alabama Shakes did mm-hmm. it, and she was so great. And A perfect choice the package. For exactly, absolutely perfect. It was one of the best parts of the ceremony, of a notoriously lackluster ceremony that was a big bright spot yeah because not only was it well done but also it was educational like it for this figure who is so cool and so pivotal that is under seen 
and not talked about as much as she could. Well, and that's one of your big, you know, this was the foundational argument of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is that, that's <laughs> is what the whole should be doing. telling people that there's value because we're learning about the history. There are times when people who truly deserve to be spotlit get the yeah. spotlight. Absolutely. Here's the other thing too. I was thinking about this when you started this song. I was like, oh, you know, here the class in and of itself isn't so bad. Like I don't despise it. I just really didn't like the ceremony at all. I might actually enjoy some of the, these songs. You know, I, I like Dire Straits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but as, and as we know, they yeah. did not show and up. They and didn't, didn't perform. Show, you know, and I like the cars and I, I do not like Bon Jovi and I also do not love the Moody Blues. Famously. But, I, <laughs> well, I think to that, that ceremony really, it, it poisoned the well on a lot of acts mm -hmm. yeah. for me. Um, for sure. Well, maybe this episode will kind of bring you back. Who's okay. to say? So okay, it's happening every day. And also now we are isolated, right? We are social distancing. We are... So it's like, who's going to drive you home? <laughs> <laughs> so we are not together. So why don't we listen to a song by Dire Straits called So Far Away? So far, I just can't see. You're so 
That was So Far Away from The Dire Straits. That's off of their fifth album, which is Brothers in Arms from 1985, which was a gigantic release. Yeah, that release. was a big hit. Huge, huge album. And this was their first single off of that album, and it went to number 19 on the charts. Yeah, it's a bit of a slog. It's pretty repetitive. I like it enough, but it doesn't really doesn't feel like it really gets going. It's very monotone. It certainly doesn't show, and, and there's not a lot of songs in their catalog that showcase Mark Knopfler's vocal skills. Uh, but this <laughs> is almost like they're trying to hide something. Yeah, and like just absolute no symbolism. Just like. You are so far away from me. It's very hard to explain things to you because you're so far away from me. I cannot kiss you because you're so far away from me. Yeah. And then and- it's just like <laughs> going on. I mean, it's fine. I remember this song, mm-hmm. but wow. I don't remember it being that boring. It was just, it's a very soothing song yeah, in, a, right. in a lot of ways. I like it. I think what maybe compounded that was it had a very uninteresting music video that we watched. Wow, and a mind-numbingly boring music video. Which is funny because their next release, their next single- Was Money for Nothing. Was Money for Nothing. Which is like one of the most innovative music videos of (laughs) Of all time. time. Yes, I know. Truly changed the game. Yes, and their music video for So Far Away is just clearly them in an empty venue- just playing kind of like the very first music videos you would see on MTV, which is them just playing on a stage. And then intercut with occasionally a blue tinted crane shot overhead shot of a um, city mind numbing. So it was like in conjunction with that song, I I think it really bored me (laughs) watching it. And they're not even really performing at all. They're clearly just, messing around you do see Knopfler he's goofing around he's having a good time so you get to see him smile a lot he's a weird looking rock star and that's wild that he was so famous and you get some you get some shots of him without the headband and you realize oh that headband does a lot of work uh to normalize his weird look a lot yeah and that's the lead off track of this like banger album yeah crazy I'm like, damn, if you lead off your album with money for nothing, people are like, this band kicks ass. You start with So Far Away, it's like, well. It's almost like a prelude to yeah. the real first track. Yeah, and then you've got what, Walk of Life, another pretty it's fun pretty, song. It, it, people this, love it. It feels That's front, a great front-loaded, one. this album. Yeah. Uh, so we've got So Far Away from Dire Straits and kind of continuing that theme of distance, of not being with people, why don't we listen to a song called Since You're Gone by The Cars.
That was Since You're Gone from The Cars. That was off of their fourth album, Shake It Up. And it was released as a single. Went to number 41 on the Hot 100. I mean, I definitely know that song. Mm-hmm. Did, they, did, they just, did it just stay in rotation on like open format stations? Yeah, it, it's a minor hit for them. You know, so I, I think it would, you wouldn't obviously hear it as much as you would hear Shake It Up you know from the same album but it's you know pops up every once in a while i think it's a good song i think it's a fun track it's a fun track that was a fun music video once again got a weird looking leading man Uh uh-huh really do (laughs) notoriously strange looking rick Uh okasic i there was a great bit in the video where she's asleep and he lifts the cover off to you know i don't know say hello to her and she's and she has been replaced by a guitar and that is, what the heck? That is a cool move. There were some very cool, very 80s camera tricks going on in this music mm-hmm. video. There was some stop motion. But there that was a... song also very much kind of a slog. Like, not terrible, uh, but these kind of like mid-tempo, you know what I mean? It Not as much, but that tempo of song is not really happening much anymore. That was very of its time. Maybe. I don't know. I I think it's probably... Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't listen to music like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. You kind of get why if you listen to this versus like Shake It Up, you know which one's going to be the big hit. Yeah. But it's got some, like a lot of car songs, it got some fun instrumentation. Yeah. It's, it's got some poppy, new wavy stuff in it that I think is fun. Yeah. And I like how it starts. Very cute. Did they performed live on the ceremony? Yeah. They did. It was not good. They're not a great live band. Okay. I, I thought I remembered that. And you know what? Turns out I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got Since You're Gone, So Far Away, Strange Things Happening Every Day. You know, something else that it feels like we're doing every day when we're in quarantine is we're looking for new information. We're wondering when we can get out of this. And there's not a lot we can do. We're kind of passive in all this we are we are slippery when wet (laughs) (laughs) not quite why don't we listen to a song by the moody blues called watching and waiting
That was Watching and Waiting from the Moody Blues. That was off of their fifth album, 1969's To Our Children's Children's Children. Good God. It was released as a single. It was the only single released from the album and was a huge bomb. And the, the song or the album, both? The song. The album actually did fine, but they were hoping that the single would do well, kind of I... in the way that Nights in White Satin did. I I see that. I get it. Uh, that did not do much for me personally. I was like, maybe if it was the 60s and I was on drugs or something or laying in a meadow. I think that's the intention is that this type of music was not really happening that much. So it's meant to be psychedelic, be psychedelic and different and in the tradition of Knights in White Satin, they complained that the album in general was mastered very, very soft. So on the radio, it just kind of disappeared. Dissipated. Yeah, I don't know. It was fine. That's not my vibe. <laughs> right, and it's very I much think, a vibe piece. Like, it is meant yeah. to... If I, but here's the other thing. Okay, then big question, though. Let's say I am in the meadow in the 60s, and I'm on drugs, right? So I'm in mm-hmm. a meadow... In the 60s, I'm on drugs. There's no record player there. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Like, yeah. You can't be playing music in the meadow while you, you're on drugs. You and maybe wanna... someone brings their harp and does, you know, their rendition in the meadow. I think I that's just... probably why they released it as a single so that you could get it on your transistor radio or whatever, you know. Oh, they were hoping that then it would be played on the radio. Because you couldn't get music on demand, play whatever song you wanted in the wild, right? 
what was the mobile option option would be like was carrying a around a radio and then maybe, oh yeah but like a radio in terms but of, you don't get to choose the yes, song on exactly. a radio exactly. I, I mean like a way that you could have a song besides a record player that you no. could play it somewhere in 60 mm, in 69 mm, or something no, you couldn't just do that not, that's just not what was happening you know this album interesting little fact was one of those listened to on cassette tape when Apollo 15 launched in 1971. That's what you've got to do to that song. Something huge to has space. to be happening that <laughs> needs to mellow you out. Like if you need to feel incredibly mellowed about a thing, sure. Uh-huh. Like if yeah. you're like, shit, we're going into space, let's put on some Moody Blues and mm-hmm. feel out. Like that, that sounds like the antidote to going to space. The there opposite go. of going to space is listening to that song. We cracked and it. And there you have it. We cracked it. <laughs> Wait, they played it. They played it as they were blasting off. They were like, "Okay, everybody, or calm down." It, it was just one of the albums that the crew had on deck. You know that album, the whole yes. thing to our children's children's children. Correct. Wow. Okay. Hey, listen. They went to space. They can take what they need. That's fine. It wouldn't uh-huh. have been my choice. But let them, it's 1971 for Apollo 15. So let them do their thing. They get to bring whatever they want. Okay, fine, Apollo. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead, Apollo. Do do your thing. If I were in space, looking down at the cosmos, like looking down at the earth and Mm -hmm. the pale blue dot, you know, I think I would feel the infinity in that song, maybe more than I do in my current state. Yeah. There, like there I think watching and waiting is actually a great song to listen to while you're in space because you probably are watching and waiting. Okay. And if anyone is listening in space right now, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're glad to have provided that song for you to listen to, to really give it the atmosphere that it deserves. Pun intended. 100% intended. Okay. So yeah, we're at a point now, you know, with all this isolation, you can almost kind of forget what it's like to be able to do what you want. Yeah, or to be wanted, dead or alive. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we listen to one of my favorite songs from Nina Simone, I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to be Free. free. This is one of my favorite songs. I 
I wish I knew how it would feel to be free from Nina Simone. That was off her 13th studio album, Silk and Soul, in 1967. A great song. One of my, again, one of my all-time favorites, regardless of classification. Not just this year, not just Rock Hall. Like, just that song is really, really something. It's a very special, special, special song. You know, when I watched the documentary, What Happened, Miss Simone, is when I think I first heard that song. I mm-hmm. think it's in the credits. And I was like, what is this? And I went down a rabbit hole beginning with this song. But I love that song. I listen to it often. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. And it's very, very Nina. Absolutely. The original version, uh, it was a jazz song written by Billy Taylor and Dick Dallas in Taylor's version was from 1963. Uh, but obviously the, uh, the Simone version is the definitive. Did version. she ever release that? As a, was that like, did it chart or anything? Uh, it, was re- it was released as a single, but it did not chart in any not even on the race chart or whatever (laughs) race records the race Race records were long gone by this point she is so important and i didn't know how important she was until i saw that documentary and i mean you know obviously very flawed so many you know people everyone is but Mm -hmm. uh so so important and so politically impactful interesting to see someone be radical in the public eye truly radical yeah yeah to her own detriment yeah. I mean, to at least career-wise. Career-wise, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That song is awesome. I'm glad we got to listen to it. It almost makes up for the fact that next we're going to have to hear a song by Bon Jovi. Well, <laughs> yeah, we have, we have one, only one, left. one song left. <laughs> and you know, Bon Jovi has plenty of songs about being lonely, 
or whatever, you know, they write a lot of love songs. And I thought about picking one of those songs, one of, you know, maybe it would be interesting to hear a lesser heard Bon Jovi song. Oh, God. But then I thought about it. And as you know, the last song of each year's playlist, I try to make it a little uplifting. Oh, right. Great. And is this going to be from like their 90s ballad years? Well, Kristen, they say you got to hold on to what you got. (laughs) Okay. All right. Doesn't make a difference (laughs) if we make it or not. We've got each other. And that's a lot for love. Let's give it a shot. Okay. Let's give it a shot then. Kristen. Yeah. (laughs) Take my hand, if you will. We'll make it, I swear. Oh, God. And let's listen to Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi.
That was Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. That was the second number one single off of their third album, Slippery When Wet, from 1986. Yeah, obviously that's that went to number one. That was one of the biggest songs ever. Just it, this, the song itself went three times platinum. And then obviously that album was a huge smash hit. I'm sure everyone has heard Living on a Prayer over and over and over again. But, you know. But have you ever truly heard it, you know? Have you ever truly their, thought about Tommy and Gina and what their lives are like? It's their signature song, and it's, pro- it's probably their best song. So if I'm going to throw a Bon Jovi song in there, that's going to be it. And we're going we're gonna to close the playlist with that one. I'm not going to throw you a deep cut from Bon Jovi's 2002 album or whatever. Thank you. Thank you, Joe, for that. That song's fun. And here's the thing about the music video. It was like the well-done version of the So Far Away From Me music video. They're on a stage. They're on a stage. They're goofing around, but they're truly having fun. And they're really playing to the camera in a very like late 80s way. There's a harness uh, that's lifting them up and throwing them in the audience. They're their harness for the show that night. Very and there's, there's an actual audience for a lot of the shots. Yeah. At the end, they go. it's in black and white for the first two thirds. In the final third, it's in color. Uh, and there's an audience there. Also, very, I, I mean, like Bon Jovi is flirting with the camera he yeah. winks several times i'm like oh yeah i get it he was hot i think he was he was I not just hot been... but he was cute yes yes i think and that's he a wasn't big, like, big part of it he was like a baby face bad boy do you know what i mean like just he had he the big hair the line yeah because, he the line. you know teen girls loved him but grandmas i think loved him he told the line so expertly that he had mass appeal across just about everybody and he makes strong eye contact with the camera so much during the video and stuff. And I'm like, I get it. Bon Jovi's very cute. He's got a handsome face, even though his hair is objectively dumb in this video. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. got the kind of like, Especially permed, you know, kind yeah. of permed mullet type thing going on. It's There's not a lot to recommend it, but he's cute enough. He can get away with it. I just want to highlight a few things. Uh, Number one, two weeks ago, Janice Hoffman said on this video, it's 2020 and all of a sudden everybody is living on a prayer. Thank you very much, Janice. And then also two weeks ago, Farouk Vilajic said about this video, 0% pornography, 0% girls, 0% cars, 100% hair and talent. (laughs) <laughs> man get out of those comments you know i told you, you can't do it. i just wish she had said 50 percent hair 50 percent talent you can't have 100 percent hair and talent it doesn't add up well maybe he just he just doesn't know the breakdown he doesn't know if it's 60 40 if it's 70 30 yeah. oh man. well one thing we should acknowledge and this i think this person was quite literally living on a prayer and seems to be doing better bon jovi's keyboardist had coronavirus oh really i did not know that yeah and seems to be doing okay oh good i had a, had a diagnosis what feels like three plus weeks ago and might be out of it oh phew it's the, and that and that makes well, two- and new jersey new york and new jersey are the the epicenters right now for america yeah yeah for america yes thank you Thank you for putting that into global perspective, Joe. You know, I really appreciate it. You know I always do. He's keeping it global. Yeah, I got to. 
So that's the 2018 quarantine playlist. Wow. There you have it. I and just to, just to recap, it was Strange Things Happening Every Day from Sister Rosetta Tharp, So Far Away from the Dire Straits, Since You're Gone from the Cars, Watching and Waiting from the Moody Blues, I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free by Nina Simone and Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. We will yeah. put this playlist as we put all the playlists up on Spotify. As opposed to individual playlists, I am adding them to the end. So we will have one giant playlist. When we're a mega mix, this, if you a, will. Yeah. A quarantine mega mix, a quarantine pandemic mega mix. So Yeah. So that you can check that out on our Spotify. You can also follow us on Twitter at Rock Hall Pod or same handle on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe K Joe K and Kristen at K Stud, which is across all platforms. You can also email us if you'd like to say something. We've gotten some really nice emails about oh, the new yeah. format which has been really nice. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're enjoying the format, please let us know. That's rockhallpod at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, why don't you say, say that you're living on a prayer? Yeah, say that you're living on <laughs> a prayer. Tell us that you're living on a prayer. Uh, so we know you Whether it's true or not. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. Thank you to my roommates, Sean Keen and Chad Briggs, for enduring this recording. And Kristen, you, you've got... Thank you to Ramona Chernick for being my on my quarantine because I have not seen anybody else in a <laughs> long time. <laughs> and of course, thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. We will see you guys next week with the 2017 class quarantine playlist. Oh yeah, so Pearl Jam. I don't I can't remember anybody else who's in it. Well that'll be fun. I'm Joe Quazala. <laughs> I'm Kristen Suttered. And who cares about the rock hall? Now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>